0: The Driven Women's Guide to Love, Life, and Business.
1: Hosted by the boss ladies Alex and Gabby. Combined, their network gathers an
2: array of women from various industries who exemplify strength and tenacity. Their fun and
1: positive approach to life will awaken the boss in you. You're listening to Girls
0: Gone Boss.
1: With 19 years of expertise in the professional hair care industry, Patricia Gaudi saw a gap which led her to launch Vitaviv. Patricia has a passion for helping uplift others. She finds countless ways to spread positivity throughout the brand with affirmation note cards found in every package. She created a product that not only makes your hair beautiful, but it also improves hair health and confidence, which is truly a dream come true. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Girls Gone Boss. I am Alex and I'm here with... Gabby. How are you, Gabby? How's your summer going? Rainy. Can you believe it's August? Can you believe it's August? No, it, it's it's. I don't. I feel like we've skipped summer because of COVID, though, right? So no one has actually like enjoyed the summer. Um, it's just been a long continuation of the past year and a half. Um, well, I've
2: seen a lot of people in Miami enjoy summer, so I don't know what you're talking about.
1: What are you? <laughs> are you?
2: Well, we're like a different breed, you know. We're like hermits, but. Miami has not stopped, honey. That's why we're the epicenter of this craziness.
1: Well, see, I don't see that because where I live, it's incredibly secluded and I'm not really around anyone. So, um, and I don't know, it's just not as crowded and I don't get to see or experience that. And I'm always home, so I don't go anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. No, but I
2: mean, yeah, you're right. Summer has gone by quick. Um, I can't believe we're already like, you might as well call it, we're in mid August and, um. (laughs) It's been crazy. I, I felt like I was back to normal at a point. Um, started traveling, went to Puerto Rico, went to North Carolina. I hadn't traveled in a year and a half, so I was so excited. Um, but now I feel like we're back to, like, day square one, you know? What were it's you crazy. What
1: were you doing in North Carolina? I didn't even know you went there. I went to visit my brother. He lives there with oh, the kids. Oh, nice. Yeah.
2: Nice. So we did, like, you know, North Carolina stuff, like
1: hiking. Hike, hike
2: <laughs> we went out to a river we um went to where else we go i went bike riding in the trails by their
1: house i broke a bike it was fun well when things were not gonna be well when things were getting not so crazy and then they got crazy again in that little like period of like i don't know a week and a half where we all thought we were gonna survive and be okay i went to um sea with riley So we took her for the first time and it was so cute seeing her with like the, the fishes and the animals that she would spot and it was the cutest thing ever and I was really looking forward to taking her to maybe Disney for her two year second birthday. And now that's just out the window. There's no way I would feel comfortable going now. But
2: Well, I heard Disney is very safe. If anywhere you could go is with Disney. It's outdoors and everyone's masked. So I don't know. Yeah, no. could be a good choice. Um, hard, no, not pass, yet. hard pass. No. Hard pass. <laughs> yeah. But no, but we are still very healthy. Thankfully, we're all, everyone's fine. So I think, you know, we have to stay in gratitude during these times and, Try to find the normalcy in all of it. So I hope all of you guys listening are, are doing your best during these like weird times. And um, stay safe, guys. It's, it's real out there. Today's episode, we have someone that is very special because she comes very well recommended by someone that we love, we both really admire and care for, Alex mm-hmm. Gowdy. Shout out to Alex. Hi, Alex. <laughs> so Patricia Gowdy. Welcome to the show. So excited to have an amazing entrepreneur, an amazing woman, a go-getter, someone who is thriving in the hair and beauty industry and who's going to tell us her story today. So welcome to the show.
0: Thank you, girls. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Gabby. I'm so blessed and honored to be here. I was seeing some of your other, um, you know, podcasts and I was like, oh my God, do I even (laughs) vlog on this? Of course you do. You're a badass. You're
1: a you're a beauty maven. Patty, tell us. Um how were you how was it like when you were younger? Um did you already have that fire inside of you from a little girl?
0: Definitely, definitely. I could say my third grade teacher used to call me Miss Pate. And (laughs) she always would tell me, Girl, you're gonna do big things. And she I still have a relationship with her today. So I think for sure. I was always kind of uh, a little bossy, but in a sweet, loving way. Um, very, you know, very outgoing from a young age. Um, and despite anything, just always try to see everything in a positive light from a very young age. Um, so I think that's, you know, it was, it, it was a plus for me uh, growing up. Um, but definitely, always knew that I wanted someday to have a business. I had no idea it would be in the beauty uh, sector, but I did know that I wanted, you know, to to be a boss.
2: <laughs> really, what do you remember? What it was that made you feel that way? Like, because I remember when I was little, I did have a lot of like leadership qualities. Like, I remember that I was very like outgoing. I I wasn't scared to raise my hand in class, I was outspoken, but I don't recall when that little fire in me came, like, I want to be in television, or I want to do entertainment, I don't recall that, I remember doing a lot of things in elementary school that were very creative, but I don't recall, like, hey, I, I want to be a boss, I remember those kind of feelings, but do you remember, like, hey, like, that that first feeling of, like, when you felt that way? Cause I always wanted to go back and think like, when, how did this little, how did this little person get created to become who I am today? Right.
0: I think when I finally realized that I definitely wanted to do my own thing one day and be a boss was probably around the age of 20. Mm -hmm. But prior to that, I just, as a little girl noticed, especially now looking back and I could see, you know, how my life was that I see a lot of those qualities. But by that age I had already um, worked very hard jobs. I had worked uh, with UPS with men and I just knew that I you know wanted to do something for myself and 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 help others as well and be that type of boss that, could inspire and, you know, make a good workplace. Right, a leader, a
2: leader. Because the difference when you're a boss and a leader. So a leader encourages, a leader pushes through, a leader collaborates. A leader is ready to, like, you know, get it and
0: and work with the team, right? Yes, and listen and get their hands dirty if that's needed and just not be not willing to do whatever it takes.
2: Amen. I like that. Yeah. But tell us about, because you first grew up in Portland, and then you transitioned into Miami. Yeah,
0: what well, was... the important years I was in Portland, even though my family's from Miami, <laughs> my mom was a little free-spirited, and she moved all the way to Oregon. So the ages 10 to almost 18, um, I was over there. And it was it was great. It was different, very, very different. And I feel that... Um, It kind of humbled me a little bit because we were, my mom was a single mom, so we always struggled. So I was able to see, you know, regular things and just not the typical Miami life, I would say. And by the time I came over here, I was, I was a young mother. I came with my son and I didn't speak Spanish. So that was the first thing, (laughs) the first job I got. um, I I visibly look Latina, so... They hired me assuming that I could speak Spanish and the only job I've ever been let go of. And they, they cried with me as I was leaving, but it was mo- it was because I didn't know the language and it, it was a very instrumental part of the job. Um, so from there, I just had to do things to survive and learn. In the beginning, my Spanish. Today, I could speak fluently, read and write, which I'm very proud of, but it's from here. It's from the streets of Miami. It's from being out there, putting yourself out there um just you yeah know. because
2: the, those of the listeners list, um, listening to the show you know a lot of them are not in Miami but in Miami it's predominantly like you if you don't speak Spanish you they look at you like you're weird so yeah. so the language here all the taxi drivers all the uber drivers anybody working at a store will speak to you in Spanish
0: yeah Anywhere. absolutely I felt like if you spoke Spanish, you didn't have a problem getting a job. But if you didn't speak English, <laughs> I mean, vice versa, it it, it it was just crazy. And I needed to learn Spanish to be able to get in the workforce here. And, you know, so it's just something that helped to develop. It was it, and, and the culture shock was completely different. Um, I was seeing different things. Um, people uh, dressed differently, cared about different things. It was just completely, it was a, it was a big culture shock, but I love it. And I really feel like it was very tropical. I love the Miami life. I feel like a Miami girl. I've gotten so much more in touch with my Latina side in the last 20 years. So.
2: (laughs) And it's important to mention that you mentioned having already a child. You, you had a child very young.
0: Yes. I was a young mother. So being a young mother here was very hard too. There's a lot of Um, things to do here like Alex was saying where she is it might be easy to stay home and be the good girl but here in Miami there was so many things going on so many different influences. it was very hard to stay focused and keep your child out of when you're still young yourself you know as the the main focus of giving them the best life I was able to move I think my son was five when I moved to Key Biscayne I mean it's one of the best islands almost in, in the country to raise a child. And I did that for all of their main years, which was very hard as a single mom. So I had to work two, three jobs, you know, just to be able to make ends meet and make it, you know, okay. But I did what I had to do for those kids and put them first always.
2: How were you self-propelled? I mean, outside of like your kids pushing you and, and knowing that if you weren't providing, things were, wouldn't be done, like... I just like wanting of- to come up, yeah. wanting
0: to improve um, you know from my mom came from Cuba when she was four, and although they had a lot when they were in you know Cuba, they came here with nothing. So it was just kind of like wanting to rebuild up and wanting that thrive to give the best and and leave some type of legacy for my you know family as well um, and just break the cycle, break the cycle, break the chains and, and improve.
2: I think it's beautiful how us women, we're so underrated. We are so fiery when we are, um, you know, we are such hustlers. Like, we have that drive and that passion that, like, like nothing like a mother's love, nothing like a, a woman's um, intuition, nothing like a, a woman's, like, power, you know? And I think that that has propelled a lot of the women that we've interviewed in this podcast is whether it be, you know, putting your family first because we all come from immigrant parents where we have to kind of like show and prove that we they didn't make those sacrifices for nothing or whether you have children that you have to see through and and it's really the big theme around this is legacy I think we all just want to leave a little grain of of just your foot like yeah our footprint mm-hmm. and to propel our family forward, our family name forward, right? Because one day we're not going to be here, but our kids or our, our nephews or, you know, our family is going to push that name forward. Mm-hmm. So I love that women, we find that strength from I don't know where. Because it, we... I think it's
1: deep in our DNA. Like it's just rooted in like being a woman, period. Yeah. I think that's what it is.
2: And it's underrated because yeah. we don't get the jobs men get. We don't get paid as much as they do but we fucking have the heart. Like yeah. more than some men out there, not to trash men, because I, we don't do that around here. No. Because <laughs> we know a lot of great men, we know, you know. But it's just like our our essence and our our just the way that we move is so different. Like we can really make a lot of things happen if we put our mind to it, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I agree. During my time with UPS and I worked with over 150 men, I was the only woman. Um, it was hard to... I, I felt like I was constantly trying to prove myself, constantly trying to show I can do this too. And you know what? I did make those guys talk and they would be like, wow, look at her. Like, she's loading this uh, this container. She's stuck in the plane, like in the middle, like doing it like it's not a big deal. And I was able to move up throughout throughout their ranks as well. But it got to a point, Gabby, that I realized that amongst a corporation that was so many men, I wasn't going to go where i wanted to go there you know what i mean and i feel that was right there at the age of 20 and that's when i was like okay you know something i gotta do something for me and i know there's gonna be a step outside of here and it was crazy it was hard for me because it was a good paying job had great benefits insurance all of the nine yards and it was a risk leaving so when i was approached like hey you want to start this with me all i knew it it was a, a new company we were introducing a new brand into the market, even though I wasn't in the beauty sector at that time and I wasn't like into beauty, I was working kind of with men and like a hard uh, physical job. And I was willing to take the risk because I knew that it was more in the direction of what I wanted to do. Start something from scratch. It was someone else's, you know, startup. So I was just being a part of it and seeing how that was from the ground up. And I ended up staying there for 20 years and building an amazing, you know, thing in South Florida within them.
2: That's how you got introduced into the beauty
0: sector, right? Mm. Yes. Was it by your aunt, you said? Yes. My aunt is the one who approached me. She must have seen something. She said, this girl's a hustler. She's a worker. Let's, Let's do it. And, you know, I started there in the office answering the phones. And I ended up educating, learning, teaching stylists, educating people, having clients, doing hair on the side. I mean, I got fully engaged within the beauty industry and really hands on from the ground up. And I stayed there for 20 years and thrived. I eventually moved into the corporate um, with them. And the whole corporate sector is completely different of how it is on the ground floor up. I learned so much there as well. And, you know, it's 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 just making yourself available, making yourself willing to sweep the floors if you need to, dusting off the shelves, washing a hair, doing whatever it takes to really get to know, you know, the industry from, from every aspect.
2: It's so cool how, I believe in God. So I believe that God positions you at the right time to make those decisions to like pivot because had you not like had your aunt not come to you maybe you would have been like oh let me stay safe like your life probably would have went a different way but like I feel like everything is always so so calculated so perfectly timed and now you have all this experience you're using it and now you've decided let me go full force as an entrepreneur let me go and figure this Like my own product, though, that had to be another challenge, another transition. Why did you decide to do that? I mean, granted, I feel like you have that. You've always had that entrepreneurial spirit. But what made you take that leap into going to design and conceptualize a product all on your own? Um, Obviously, it's already it's in a very saturated market as well. So you had to really like work on really differentiating that product. So tell us a little bit about that.
0: Well, Gabby, it's crazy because you're absolutely right. Um, it was a very saturated market. I never thought, okay, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do something you know like this. I noticed the market was changing. I was in and out of salons teaching salons how to retail the product to their clients, all of this. The internet, Amazon, a lot of things started to change and people could just Google, you know, information and and gather information. Or if you were to like the stylist, take their time to talk about a product and explain the product and how to use it and what it's for and all the ingredients and everything, the client would literally in front of their face, go to Amazon and buy it. So it was crazy. And I was seeing this change. I also saw that I wanted to help people, to be able to have healthy hair. I'm a very caring person. I love helping people. And sometimes the product line that I worked for was extensive. There was over 100 SKUs. So we were trained to sell them three, four, five different SKUs. And this was just for like basic hair health, not even styling or anything. So I kind of wanted to like make something reachable for everyone. And my whole mindset was, and I'm going to go straight to you know e-commerce I'm going to just forget about, you know, going door to door, you know what I'm saying? And just focus on Amazon, on Instagram, on Facebook, on what I saw the market was changing to. So um, that's kind of what drove me with that idea. Then I was also finding that I was explaining to women that this was kind of like caring for your body, the same way you care for your hair. I mean, you care for your skin, you care for your body. You take vitamins, minerals like you need at least something to put back in your hair, especially in today's day and age with all the coloring, highlighting. Remember, we're in I'm from Miami. So every salon you're going to, these girls are blonde, balayaging, bleaching, doing all kinds of styling to their hair from ironing. If they have curly hair, if they have straight hair. They want it curly. It's like the opposite. Um, And a lot of these girls were suffering from the same issues. I also realized that half the people don't even know how to wash their hair properly. So it was a lot of educating. It was a lot of just learning, you know, what the need was. And I found myself explaining to people, you know, it's kind of like a leave-in vitamin for your hair. You need at least this, even if you're not going to, you know, do anything more, a treatment, a a mask. A lot of people do all these things to the hair and they expect to do nothing and then they're not going to deal with breakage and things like that, which is crazy. It was crazy to me. So I kind of did have to think out of the box and I created a new category. It wasn't just a regular leave-in conditioner where people are afraid of because half the products out there are very heavy on the hair. They're afraid of products weighing it down or creating like a greasy buildup. Um, So I re... I made a new category. I, I I thought it up. It was crazy. God. You're, you're God in your lemon. own
2: lane. You're in your own lane, basically. A whole
0: new lane. And it's a leave-in cream hair vitamin. So then I needed to live up to that. And it was crazy. The whole formulation process, working with a chemist. I mean, with a branding uh, company. Um, just... Every step of the way, from how what the shape of the bottle is going to be to the name to what you care about, what are your brand goals? What is your mission? You know, what are the things that? Who are you going to market to? Yeah, Who's your customer. What, what do they look like? What is like? important mm-hmm. to you? Mm-hmm. Do you only care about this or that? Like, it's you're faced with your all your price
2: point too. You're, yeah, you're
0: faced with all these decisions that you never thought of when you thought of the idea of, uh, originally. You know. And then I do have um, a co-founder, which is my business partner. We've worked together for over 15 years. We got him right out of uh, the work experience program from Coral Gables High School. And he got into the industry at a young age. He wasn't even 18 yet. And just flourished and learned everything as well. And we became such good friends that when we... I kind of convinced him on my idea because he's a guy, not a girl. And um, he believed in me and always, you know, every decision we've made together, every single from the most minute thing that you can think of, you know, and it's like I said, you have to decide what's important to you. Do you want to use animal byproducts in your formulas? Do you want to use silicones? Do you want... Your product to be expensive and only reachable for some people. Do you want it to be less, but you're going to make less money off the margin. You know, like you have all these different things that are thrown at you constantly. And it's constantly having to be ethical. It's constantly having to do the right thing. And some, obviously it's hard in business because at the same time you want it to be profitable. You want, you know, money's always an issue, but I always see things in the long run. And like we said, building the legacy. So what are you trying to build here? You know what I'm saying? A good legacy, something that people can actually stand behind and feel good about and that you can feel good about and know that you weren't motivated only by the dollar sign.
1: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and what about so your business partner? Um hmm the the your co-founder talk yes. about the challenges though that you guys face when making decisions because it's different when it's just yourself you always have to take that person to consideration and then their opinion is just as valuable how are you guys able to manage that and then come into an like a, a mutual agreement
0: it's all about communication and keeping those lines open I'm a Gemini. I like to listen, even though I'm very opinionated and sometimes I'm passionate. And people can mistake that passion from like, oh, gosh, it's a little aggressive. But it's always coming from a good place. And as long as you remember, you know, to respectfully respect each other and maintain open lines of communication and know where you're coming from and where they're coming from and then meet in the middle. Honestly, it sounds simple or, or but. It really is. It's about maintaining the respect. It's about putting yourself in the other person's uh, point of view, even as hard as it can be, even for just a second. It doesn't mean you stay there. It doesn't mean you change your mind. It just means you look at it from their point of view as well. So you can have an understanding and at least know from what direction they're coming. And then you can work from there and either stand your ground or flex and there's been times that I've stood it and there's been times where I've had to flex. So, it's like a relation.
1: It's like an, a relationship. You have to choose <laughs> <treat> your battles. <laughs> it definitely is. Yeah. It definitely is. I was going to ask a question about um, just from the time that you you came up with the idea to the time that you already had the product at hand or mm-hmm. your first sample. How long was that entire process?
0: It was about a two-year process, to be honest. And Because first, it's the whole branding before you even have a product, right? You're thinking, okay, what would this look like? What would the name be? And then, you know, we use Stilt Media, which is Gigo. I knew him from Key Biscayne when he was just a young kid straight out of high school. But I always continue through Facebook and everything. You can see people, what they're up to, what they're doing. And I admired the work that he was doing and he was uh, helping build brands and just, you know, all that branding stuff. And I said, you know, if I ever do something, I'm reaching out to this kid. And I saw him as a kid because I knew him straight out of high school. I was already a mom, even though I wasn't much older than him. (laughs) I thought in my mind, you know, I'm a mom, you know, you're you're (laughs) a father kind of in that way. But um. That he really did us really, really well. And I'm glad again, God put that in my heart to say, this is the guy whenever you need anything, you know, let's work with him. And, um, but from the time we actually had the product in our hands, so then we had to find the chemist, our first chemist, we give him the product to start working on. He starts working. We never got a sample The man, poor guy. And, and I, you know, rest in peace. He ends up getting cancer and passing away within a few months of starting to formulate for us. So then we were back to the drawing board of finding a good chemist, which isn't easy. Here in Miami, um, there's a lot of labs. There's a lot of different places that you can go if you want to, like, create your own brand or do private labeling. Everyone will offer you to do it for you. But they're really not caring about the ingredients or what it is. They're just the bottom line. And I was looking for someone that really wanted to be outside of the box and create a product that would literally be a game changer, something that would cause like an instant shock to the person and that would be sustainable, that wasn't just a gimmick. It wasn't a fake silicone or something that was going to make it feel okay temporarily but not sustainable. After being 20 years in the industry, if I was going to come out with something, it better be like amazing. (laughs) You know what I mean? It wasn't going to be something mediocre. So I had to find that person that wanted in on that. You know what I'm saying and I was willing to be a part of that. And um so through the man who had passed away, we end up getting our new guy which was a third generation pharmaceutical chemist. Um young guy which I loved, he was around 30. Um very open, you know, to to being spiritually uh, led because you know, we did pray and everything or, over the product being created. Um, and also just think outside of the box and use ingredients. Didn't care about, you know, I never gave him like a price point, like, okay, don't pass this, you know, in dollars. It was just, I want the performance and the first, thank God, the first batch that he formulated for us, although it took a while to get there was a winner from day one. Um, So it doesn't matter. You can have a product ready to go and it still takes time. (laughs) And then to, to, to top it off, to top it off, to top it off, when we're a month about to launch, a month into we have a product, we're going on sale December 1st, I found out, and my daughter had just graduated high school and just gone to college, I find out I'm pregnant one month before we're launching the company. So now after I had already finished raising my kids, doing everything, thinking, okay, I'm all in with my company. (laughs) I'm all in on my new project. I'm going to live this new life. I don't have any pressure of, well, you're always a mom, but the pressure of having them in your home and like, you're a hundred percent responsible for them. They kind of had already both left the nest. And here I was starting over a month into launching the new business. So it was just craziness. <laughs> I can the only whole, imagine. The whole first year of launching, I was pregnant. And um, looking at my business partner, like, I'm sorry. And he was like, are you <laughs> kidding me? No, this is a blessing. And again, um, you have to take those moments and say, thank you, God. And realize, you know, even though this is crazy uh, curveball, you just move forward. And that year, we our first year... We sold over 80,000 units of 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 my product. Wow. So yeah, we were able to get into um kind of it's a box. It's called Causebox. Now they're called all true. But at the time it was called Cause Box. And it's kinda like BoxyCharm or any of those subscription boxes that you receive with like but this one was full size samples. And it's a company that cared about like sustainability. You know, they cared about us, you know being vegan, silicone free, you know, you know, harsh ingredients and, you know, give back to the community and in the environment. So, um, that was a blessing. And honestly, we've only been, I would say two and a half years in the market and we've had tremendous success.
2: Yeah. I just want to point out that it is all natural vegan ingredients It's silicone free. Like you said, paraben
0: free, Gluten-free. Yes. For, formaldehyde-free? Yes, and- no formaldehyde. We'd be surprised how, much, how many products actually contain formaldehyde or some type of derivative of it as a preservative when that's crazy that we're embalming people with the same product that we're putting in our hair or our, you know, beauty products.
2: And it's cruelty-free, meaning that you guys don't test on any
0: animals or anything like that, correct? We don't test on any animals and we don't use any animal byproducts which is another very hard thing to do. And it's another decision you need to make because the animal byproducts, it adds moisture, cholesterol, you know, luster, all that things that we're looking for in a, in a product. A lot of the times it's coming from an animal byproduct. So, um, and the vegetable, the vegetable ingredients to use, to choose to use the vegetable ones rather than an animal byproduct, it's a lot more expensive. So then you're working, you're, you're reducing, you know, your, your profit margin. (laughs) So these are just choices that you have to make and say, no, I don't want to work with animal body products. I don't want to make any harm to animals or use anything, you know, that's coming from them. I would prefer to work with plants and things that are naturally, you know, renewable resources and things that aren't going to harm our planet. And, you know, making those choices, it's, it's, it's hard, but at the end of the day, I think,
2: yeah, I think when you build a brand, you build its core values and that's a value for you guys. And it's, I think with the consumer, it will connect. If that's their values, it's going to connect to them. And I think it's important to know what's behind a brand because um, I actually didn't know a lot of the things you're telling me. I didn't even know that maybe I'm putting some stuff in my hair that I shouldn't have been. Um, And it's interesting to know too, that It's packed with fiber, protein, calcium, iron, zinc, magnesium, omega-3, 6, 9, and vitamins A, B, C, D,
0: E. I mean, girl, you have it all. It's crazy because we didn't just go to the lab and like throw in some powdered zinc and vitamin D and A. We carefully selected these ingredients where these vitamins, nutrients, and antioxidants, they live naturally. So it's crazy. Everything is naturally derived and they're all in a cold press form. So we're pretty much preserving, you know, all of their integrity and making sure that it's something that's going to be compatible with our hair and something that will be real. Then um, aside from those mega vitamin ingredients, we use a pharmaceutical grade ceramide, which is incredible because usually you see this in like very high end, expensive, Skincare brands that are using those ceramides for the skin, where our hair also has ceramides, and we're all born with them. But when we like iron and bleach and color and do all this stuff to our hair, we're depleting the natural source of of, of the ceramide. So ceramide's job is to go in and like seal the cuticle, lock it in, so all the moisture can be retained. A lot of the time, especially here in South Florida, the frizz. That's our hair searching for moisture from its surrounding environments. That's what frizz is. It's like, help, give me moisture, It's searching for it. I didn't so know that. That's it's crazy. That's why when you're not in a wow. when you're in a human environment, there's so much moisture in the around that the hair is searching to grab it because it's moisture depleted. And on curly hair, Gabby, your hair is naturally dry. It's always gonna be looking for moisture. Alex so, has
2: curly
0: hair, too. Big time. Uh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Richie,
2: her hair is super curly. So yeah. it helps,
0: like, replenish what you've taken out. And then when we dye it, you know, think about it. It's a bleach. Its job is to remove. It's removing protein. It's removing moisture. It's removing all the good stuff. It's okay because we want to be blonde. But then it's crazy for us, that w- once we've blonde and bleached our hair, for us to think that we don't need to put anything back in, back in what you've taken out. And that's why you see a lot of breakage from a lot of girls. They could be blonde, but they have a lot of breakage. And it's because they're not putting something back in. So this is something that we would train hairdressers to explain to their clients. A lot of hairdressers, you know, would just do the job, not explain that part. Um, so here we're bridging that gap so that people could understand that this is a non-negotiable. This is an essential. This is like brushing your teeth, using deodorant. You get out of the shower and you put in your leave-in hair vitamin.
2: And do you just leave it there and that's it? Go on with your day. You styling, leave it there and whatever. you go
0: on with your life. If you want to use a styling product, a hair gel, a hairspray, anything that's coming after, that's fine. But this is the first step. It's the oh. foundational step. It's a non-negotiable step. It's a step, Gabby, that you never knew you needed in order to have hair that's going to thrive.
2: Well, I, I need your product. Me too. I, what,
0: what I love. <laughs>
2: What I love, Patty, is that it's one step. Like I don't have to do a million things. Correct. like I'm a, You know, we're busy women here. We got we got bags to chase. We got, yes. You know, so the least amount of things I gotta do, the better. And I love that you just wash your hair and then put it in and keep it moving. You know, you
0: keep it moving. You keep it moving because, and if you want to air dry it, it'll air dry. I I created the dare to air challenge, because. So many times we feel like we have to blow dry our hair to look good, but there's days that you don't have time to do that hour blow dry or that 30-minute whatever it takes you, whatever that looks like for you. So if you had to shower and wash your hair and go, this product helps like just control it. You can dare to air, and your hair will look nice. People will okay. actually compliment it, like, wow, your hair looks great today. And you're like, Oh, this is just air-dried in the car on the way <laughs> oh. Good,
2: because I've been trying to lay low on like a lot of product in my hair. I've just been kind of like trying to be more like less. Yeah, and taste. lay off the
0: heat. Yeah. Sometimes we go crazy with, the, you know, the blow or the irons. Yeah. What's, what's
1: behind the, the name? How did you come up with a name and does it have a special meaning?
0: So it doesn't have a special meaning. We were presented with hundreds of names. Vitive is how we pronounce it. We love that it was a palindrome. That was one of the things. It's the same going forward. Oh, as it I didn't is even notice. Okay, we loved that. That was like for me, it spoke to me. Um, so in a fancy way that I was palindrome. Like, wow. you know. Um, and we are a vitamin. And once we started looking at uh, just different things, we were like, okay, vitiv vitamin, hair vitamin. You know the fact that it went forward and backwards we just loved it and it resonated with us and we stuck with it
2: i love it i love it and that's the first time i ever heard paludrome okay (laughs) (laughs) um question congrats you were just on qvc that's huge
1: yes my yeah it's my dream that was that's amazing congrats honestly
0: it it was a dream for me too me and my sister Used to pretend. And it wasn't necessarily for QVC back then. It was just like, you know, infomercials and stuff like that. We would pretend and play around like if we were promoting a product when we were young. So, yes, it has been always a dream for me. And it it was so surreal on Tuesday when I was able to finally do it. And, um, yeah, it crazy, right? Crazy, crazy, crazy. And the you whole thing. You had in. a
2: very proud brother showing you off on social media. That's how I found you. And, um, and she, yeah, that's huge, especially for someone that has their own product to be on QVC is like a,
0: definitely a dream. Yes, especially so, so young. Um, thank God, you know, again, all the love, all the energy, everything that we put into it, people try it one time. It's something really remarkable. They like the results. Again, being in my own lane, having that leave-in hair vitamin gaps, that came in key. If I was just another leave-in conditioner, you know, they were never gonna open the door. It was that's we why leave-in hair vitamin,
2: and that's why it's important when you go into yes. product, um, you know, uh, development that you differentiate yourself from Absolutely. anything you already Absolutely, you have to find market.
0: something different. And even though it's scary to be different. It kind of sets you apart and it gives you, especially in this category where it's so big, the beauty industry is billions of dollars. So it's just overcrowded with things that come out daily. There's daily new products from professional to over the counter. Well, so we're, super we a professional. Of
2: you. we're super proud of you because you're also representing for Latina entrepreneurs latina business owners and latina products so to know that there is a product on QVC that is made by a latina with the amount of love and the amount of like care you guys put into it i think it's just a win-win and so we should definitely support that
0: thank you no it was very hard especially in the industry um corporately you know being latina you we're very underrepresented, to be quite honest. You know, um, a lot of the times there was maybe two or three of us in the room of hundreds. And this does make me very proud. It really does, especially representing Latinas out there and women. And, um, you know, being able to provide a product that's affordable. That for me was also a dream. So on QBC we were 1995. And when she mentions, oh, you're... The 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 best deal of the day, you see my face light up like a candle. And it's like if I just won the lotto, I'm so happy that we're the most reachable because that was the thing for me. I didn't only want the people, you know, of a higher class to be able to afford my product. I wanted everyone to be able to afford my product. Anybody that had hair that needed it to look better, because I know the confidence it can give you. You know, I've also always been a little bit gordita. And my hair has always given me so much confidence, It's never made me feel bad about myself. And um, I know what that can do for people. And that's also one of the reasons why with the affirmations that I stick in every card, they're all different. Right now we have like 30 different ones. It's because I want to remind people those little, you know, affirmations like, you know, happiness looks gorgeous on you. You know, love is always the answer. Dressed in strength. And dignity, you can smile without fear of the world. You know, mm-hmm. things like that that will remind you that, girl, you got this. Keep going. Oh, I
2: love that. What's, what's your affirmation? Do you switch up every day? Yes, I definitely
0: switch up every day. Um, but I love love is the answer. It's always the answer. You know, sometimes we forget that. We can, we can you know, life, things can happen. But when we regroup right back to that and center back to that, the solutions are always going to be there to any problem.
2: Yes, I agree. What has been your biggest lesson so far?
0: My biggest lesson is have a heart of service. Always be willing to help anybody, not just somebody who can help you. Help the least person that could never help you. That's the one. Because giving and helping feels so much better than receiving. And that gives you strength to keep going. And it gives you a motivation to go on. So you're doing something for yourself. When really it seems to the outside world that you're doing something for someone else. You're really setting yourself up for success doing that. Because you're doing something that's more beneficial to you it feels great to you to to give feels so much more better than receiving so having that heart of service and w- willing to help anyone give someone an advice listen the the most ins- significant person that you could think you know sometimes just being an ear or being a word of an advice or of an encouragement It could go a long way and it has brought me tremendous success, just being available and making yourself available for that.
2: So great. You know, today, um, I try every morning to read a devotional. Um, and today it was all about that. It was all about like true happiness comes from a lifestyle of giving to others. Um, and it said also, which you mentioned, um, to find today, find someone you can give to, no matter how big or small your gift, whether it's money, time or encouragement, just give what you have. Experience the true happiness that comes from giving. So boom. Wow. <laughs> That's
0: and really beautiful. Read it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so it's on point. It's it's honestly, it just confirms what I had this, what I read this morning. That's amazing.
0: That's awesome. And I
1: also think that there's a little bit in there of like today was meant for us to connect and give that message out there. Because just because it's relevant for us today while we're recording, it's going to be relevant to somebody else when they're listening.
2: Amen. So good. Because we always say, too, that our podcast is to serve others. Absolutely. To to have that person listen to it and feel encouraged, empowered, motivated by your story, by what we say, by by how we deliver it. So I think you're absolutely right. And I think that is why... um, success is is, is going to come for you because it's all done through about service and, and selflessly, you know? Um, I wanted to ask you something else. Um, obviously, we are women. We're always working, hustling, hustling. How do you balance, like, also pausing maybe to, like, celebrate those wins, celebrate that QVC thing and celebrate all the success? Like, sometimes I feel like we don't pause to do those Right. Things, right? We just keep going, <laughs> going, going. And, like, I need more and, I, and it's not enough. And, but we have to celebrate the small wins to in order to even get bigger ones, you know?
0: Absolutely. There's times where you just have to put your phone away, hide it from yourself, which <laughs> is what I say, and take that time. For me, family always rejuvenates me. Being close to what matters, um, it, it, it fills you up, it keeps you grounded. Um, so I think, and also, I mean especially today with social media and everything with our instant gratification from seeing results or, you know, anything, maybe a post or anything that you can do. You're constantly, you know, looking and and checking and seeing your progress. I think sometimes you just have to say, no, it's okay. I can let this day go by and then, you know, regroup tomorrow. But I'm going to take this day to re-energize me. I am um, uh, I love massage as well. That's a big thing for me. Uh, self-love for myself. Um, so I think that that's very important too. The human touch. And that's something in the industry I think that it's important to you know, be able to maintain. It's one of the last industries that you still can have a human touch and it's okay. You know what I'm saying? Within massaging or cutting your hair or even washing your hair. Getting your hair washed. I mean, think about the pleasure that that brings, right? Um, and it's it's all connected to the human touch. So I think anything that you can do for yourself, you know, that's going to provide something of that to you, it's going to be nurturing.
1: Patricia, what's next for you?
0: Well, I no to- question. <laughs> I have no idea, but definitely in the works. Um, you know, we're definitely going to be- continue creating products. I have. People begging me for a shampoo and a conditioner. Um, I want to be all the time on QVC. I want to be one of those girls that you see all the time. Kind of like your Wen or your Chaz or the, the the known names. Because I want to be able to continue, you know, to touch people, to reach them, to help improve the quality of lives. Not just from the products that they buy, but from the energy and the love that I can give, even through the camera, and I've never done anything like this before. But I really feel that I can do it, and especially after the first one, it, it was just the first one, and I feel like, oh my God, I could take on the world. I could do it, and I, I believe in myself so much. And you have no idea. The night before going on QBC, the whole day I was beating myself up. I was in tears. I couldn't. Kind of like today, you know, for this podcast, I'm like, I'm not worthy. Why am I here? Why am I, how did I get here? How did this happen? You know, it's like, and then you have those key friends, those three little groups, you know, your little happy group, and they are boosting you up to, girl, don't you forget, you have worked for this, you've done this, you know, you deserve it. And you always have to have that little, even if it's a small one, two, three, you don't have to have a big group of friends, but you always have those three four girls that are just you know hyping you you. up yeah absolutely and they boost you up when you're feeling that you're not good enough because it happens to all of us and i I mean i was literally the night before in tears thinking i can't do this (laughs)
2: And you did. And you did the podcast, too. I told you it was going to be just a conversation. relaxed. How, <laughs> how was it so bad? No, not at all. You girls are awesome. And These you're fantastic.
1: You're fantastic at speaking. Your personality is going to take you a really long way on QVC.
2: Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Where can people find your product? Give us your website or anywhere, your Instagram.
0: Where our Instagram is Vitive underscore hair. So it's pretty easy. V-I-T-I-V. And then it's the same thing for our website. That was another key seller for me. We have a five-letter website and it's vitiv.com, And that's almost unheard of in, in today's age. You always have to have this big, long website. Um, so it was another selling point for me as well on the name. Um, so vitiv.com. They can use the promo code Love." That's for my personal friends and family. And it'll give them a 30% off. It's very significant. And um, free shipping. So Yay! I'm buying it today. Me too. Add to cart.
1: Add to cart. I
0: might have <laughs> stole Alex's spread Love," okay? But I love it too. So oh yes, my Alex. I
2: love. I see why you guys are related. I love it. <laughs> you know, we do a fun thing at the end of the show where we guess the um, the guest uh, sign. But you already said yeah, you're a Gemini, said
1: it.
2: Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so we weren't going to cheat. But. I was trying to figure out what you were, but yes, you definitely have a Gemini vibes. <laughs> thank you. But thank you so much for being on the show. It was a pleasure to get to know you and your journey. I think thank you're gonna, you, girls. You're going to inspire so many Latinas out there to go out and do their thing and create products and launch businesses. So thank you. Absolutely.
0: Thank you, girls, so much for having me. I'm like super honored
1: listening to girls gone boss hosted by alex and gabby i love you guys oh yeah